Hello world, welcome to the Talos Running Podcast. My name is Steve, and I'll be one of your hosts. My co-host is Kristen. Hello, Kristen. Yo. We're coming to at you on the very first day of 2019 with a brand new podcast. This first episode we're calling New Beginnings. Is there really space for another running podcast, Kristen? I mean, I hope so. We're kind of doing it. We're kind of doing it. So what are, we, what are we bringing to you and why are we bringing it to you? Well, I'm going to break that down for you a little bit here. First of all, I'm going to talk about our mission statement. Our mission statement basically is to train the body, the mind, and the heart for right, what the race requires. What does that mean, what the race requires? And does that seem like it's enough to actually carry on a weekly podcast and have enough information for, each, for you all to continue to tune in? We really do think so. Because we believe that then equal consideration should be given to training your mind and training your heart and as that e- we should have that same measure for what you're training with your body. Because training your body will absolutely prepare you for what the race requires. But if you don't work on your mind and you don't work on your heart, we think that you'll have a much harder time on race day. So that's a pretty big ask to give an entire podcast based on just these three aspects and dialing it into just one thing about what the race requires. But before we get into that, and we're going to spend this entire episode, this first introductory episode, giving you an idea of what we mean by the body, mind, and the heart, what we mean by what the race requires, and we'll also go into our core values. So hopefully that you all will recognize from our core values things that resonate with you and a reason for why you might continue to listen to our podcast. But first, before we start there, we're going to tell you a little bit about ourselves. So my name is Steve Sisson. I've been running since I was six years old. I first started running when my father was preparing for the New York City Marathon, doing long runs. He would come back by the house in his final 20 to 30 minutes and see if I wanted to go for a run. And I would always want to trot out there and put in those final 20 minutes with him. I'll never forget the smell of my father's sweat coming off his 1970s plastic windbreaker and how that scent and how that exertion and how that feeling of pushing your body completely changed my life. I started racing when I was eight when we moved to San Antonio, Texas from the East Coast. I started running road races. I started running track races. Every chance I got, I tried to race. I tried to race because it was the way that you tested yourself. It was the way that you saw what you were capable of. Of course, at the age of eight, it wasn't really something that I was factoring in philosophically or, or thinking about from a purpose standpoint. But I definitely love to do it. And I just found my way by racing and running. By the time I was, eight year, by the time I was 10 years old, I was already beating my, da- beating my dad. Whether or not he was letting me beat him or not, that, that, could be, that could actually be the case. Who knows? But by the time I was 12, I was running at a really high level, competing on road, at road races, at the AAU meets, running cross-country, track races, and road races to great, with great success. At this point, I started factoring in who I was as a human being through the process of running. And I'll be covering, Chris and I will be covering over the coming episodes what that meant and what that really means about subsuming your entire soul and who you are as a person in this process of running. But by, by the time I got to high school, I was incredibly successful. I was competing 
for the state titles my sophomore year and my junior year. It took me to my senior year to win a high school state title. I was a 3,200-meter state champion, um, and I was really, really proud of that. It offered me the opportunity to run at the University of Texas, where I was an All-American running cross-country, indoor track, and outdoor track. Some of the stories that we'll be sharing with you are stories that come from my time at UT and the experiences that I had at running at a collegiate level. After I finished collegiately, I ran post-collegiately. I had the opportunity to represent the United States at the World Half Marathon Championships. However, my, in, my, his, my, running, my racing history, my racing career was stopped short by an injury that truly, that truly knocked me out for six to nine months and eventually knocked me out of really running altogether. So fast forward to 2002, where I'm ending up back in Austin, Texas. An opportunity to start a coaching program called Runtex University with the Runtex Running Shoe Store. Two years after that, I've started Rogue Running because that opportunity came available. I started coaching adult athletes to prepare for the 5K, the 10K, and the half marathon, and the marathon. I brought techniques designed for elite athletes to the everyday runner because it was truly my belief that anybody can train like the elites train if they have the body and the mind and the heart for it. After a couple of years of doing that, I had the absolutely unbelievable opportunity to go back to the University of Texas and coach collegially. I coached at Texas from 2006 until 2013. Coach Beverly Kearney was my mentor. She was a very challenging woman to work for, but I learned so much. And some of the things that we'll be sharing with you on this podcast will be reaching back into those years when I coached new, runner, new collegiate runners to great successes. After that, I came back to Rogue and focused more on getting people ready, getting adults ready for the 5K, the 10K, the marathon, and the half marathon. So here we are, 2019 beginning a new thing called Telos Running. You can find out more about Telos Running at telosrunning.com. You can reach out to me at sisson at telosrunning.com if you have any questions. So that's a short bio on me. There's going to be much, much more that we'll cover over the coming episodes. Kristen, why don't you give people a little bit of an idea about who you are and where you're from? I don't know how I'm supposed to follow up to that. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um... I have been running for about five years, and like a lot of people, I started running as a way to get in shape. Um, I needed a goal to complete. I was in and out of a of a relationship at the time, and I, I think I just needed some sense of um, completing something, and so I decided to run a marathon. <laughs> How does somebody just decide to run a marathon? I don't know, man. You know, I'm kind of an all-in or all-out sort of person, and uh, I thought, fuck it, let's uh, let's go for the let's go for the big one. Let's run a marathon. Um, I think I had I don't know maybe run three miles at a time at that point. So from three to twenty-six point two. It makes sense. Um, anyway, so I ran my first marathon and I fell in love in the way one might fall in love with like kneeling on rocks or something. Um, and somebody told me that I should, that I could totally get a BQ and, uh, I Googled that and 
ran my second marathon and got a BQ and uh, met Steve about four years ago. And um, it was after a uh, after a workout. We're sitting at sitting at the table having a beer, like you do after a hard workout. And Steve mentioned an Olympic trials qualifier. I googled that too. And I thought, what the hell? Yeah, let's do it. I can do this. Um, and I think really um, it was Steve's belief in me, or maybe he was fucking with my head. I'm not sure. But it inspired me to believe in myself. And um, and here we are, just an everyday average person trying to do something pretty cool with uh, with our coach. Yep, a coach and an athlete basically using the concepts that we're going to cover today, these basic general concepts, to push the limits of what we're capable of. As I've started this podcast, I've had a lot of encouragement. Um, and mostly people have been encouraging me to challenge people, to keep challenging folks the way that I've challenged them before. So you can guarantee that I'll be challenging you, and I can also guarantee that Kristen will be challenging me as I challenge you. So I'm going to talk a little bit more about our mission statement. Training the mind, the body, and the heart for what the race requires. So I'm gonna break down a little bit more training the body. We're gonna be covering aspects of training from specific workouts, to long runs, to paces, to how to craft a macro cycle, what a mesocycle is, what energy systems you'll be using when you run at these paces, why you would be thinking about energy systems and how they might play in. Now, a lot of this con these concepts are covered in a lot of places. There's great books out there. There are other coaches who get really deep and down and dirty into the minutia of the science of the sport and the science of what the body does. And we will do some of that. Um, there's no way to get ready for what the race requires if you don't do quality work, if you don't do long runs. But we don't need to spend so much time digging deep and deeply and down into all of the exercise physiology, physiology reasons for why we do what we do. But we will break it down in a layman's, to layman's terms because that's what we are. We're athletes who didn't get an an, uh, a master's degree in exercise physiology or a, or a PhD in exercise physiology. If that's what you're looking for, you can find that in other places. But I have 45 years of running experience and 30 years of coaching experience. Kristen has four years of experience of me basically running her and a variety of other people through all kinds of really difficult and challenging workouts. And yelling at us. I don't yell that much. Eh, sometimes. Sometimes. Well, <laughs> I do what it takes to get you ready to roll. But... So we'll be going through what it takes to get the body ready for what the race requires. We'll be going into what it takes to get the mind ready for what the race requires. So we'll be talking about things like meditation, your statement of purpose, mantras, affirmations, self-talk, visualization, all those kinds of things. We'll be using goal setting as a key attribute for figuring out how we get our mind ready to get on the starting line. But one of the things that we're really excited about and probably one of the real principal reasons that this podcast exists is because we want to take a much deeper dive into these mental training concepts. 
Not only do we want to make it take a much deeper dive into the training concepts, but we want to show you how to implement these mental training concepts in your workouts. So frequently coaches, and I've been guilty of this for many, many years, of having a conversation about mental training with my athletes a week before their race. We'll sit down to go over our race strategy, and I'll ask them, do you have your mantras ready? And they'll look at me like I'm an alien, and they'll say, what's a mantra? That sounds like some kind of Indian religious experience. And I'm like, no, it means just saying some words to get yourself ready to push through the hard parts of the race. But over the years, I've come to realize that by, if we talk about these things a week before the race, we have not got the opportunity to really implement and test run these mantras. And so that's one example of what we'll be doing. We'll be taking your mantras, plugging them in to different quality workouts, into different long runs. We'll be asking you to go through them in repetition, repetition, and getting into sort of the meditative trance-like state of, state of using your mantras to help elicit a result. We'll be talking about the way that controlling your breathing and meditation can be played into the ways that you will be working through workouts, the way you'll be working through your, your races, but also the experience of laying down in bed before you get up and get out of bed to go do your race, to go do your workout. Do you have your breathing in control? That's a mental training technique that we'll be discussing and we're excited about sharing with you. So we'll be talking about taking these mental techniques, embedding them into your workouts so that when you get on the starting line at the race, you feel much more prepared for what is going to be thrown at you. I like to say that it's my responsibility as your coach to give you a great starting line experience. And great starting line experiences are, are only as good as the armor you have going into a race because you're going to get bullets shot at you throughout the entire course of the race, no matter what the race distance. Whether it's 5K, 10K, half marathon, marathon, you're going, each of those races have specific things that you need to be prepared for. And by doing these mental training techniques in workouts, you'll be much more prepared for them. So finally, the other thing that we want to bring to you to you can be ready for what your race requires is talking about the heart. When we initially started this podcast, we've gone through multiple um, test runs of this. This is probably our 300,000th at try at this uh, podcast, uh, mostly because I got so nervous and so worried about being in this um, lead role. But um, we, we went through this. We started talking about the mind, the body, and the spirit. But as we went through it time and time again, we began to really think that it's a lot more about the heart. It's a lot more about sort of that complex that happens between the head and the heart and the gut and the things that it takes to be really ready for the hardest parts of the races that you're going to be experiencing. So how do we do that? What are we going to be talking about in regards to that? Mostly you can think about the heart and spirit as inspiration. We'll be bringing stories to you of our heroes and our heroines. We'll be telling stories of everyday average people that are out there on the roads. We'll be telling every story that we can come up with from our own experience, from the experiences that we've had of our that I've had of my athletes, the experiences Kristen has had with the people that she's been training with, and bringing these stories to you in a way that allow you to also embed them into your workouts and embed them into your race day experience so that when you're standing on that starting line, you're not just working through, did you do the quality work and is your body prepared? And you're not just going through, are you mentally prepared for the various things that are going to get thrown at you over the course of that race? But also, 
Do you have the inspiration? Are you excited about getting on that line and doing battle with the course, with the conditions, and with yourself? Because if you don't have some stories to fall back on, if you don't have some inspiration to get you to the starting, get you from the starting line to the finish line, then we think that you're not adequately prepared for the race. So that's our mission: to prepare, to train you, and to train your body, your mind, and your heart for what the race requires. Kristen, do you have anything else to share with us on any of those topics? I kind of rambled there I for mean, a little bit. I wouldn't stop talking. I wouldn't so. stop talking. That's a, I have a tendency to do that. <laughs> Let's move on to our core values. Cool. So our core values. Um, you want to get started or do you want me to get started? Yeah. Um, I think we should talk about um, our most important core value, which is the name of, uh, name of this podcast and the name of uh, the group, which is Telos. Um, so Telos is really... Um, it's one's inherent purpose. It's ancient Greek. It's Greek. It's ancient yes. Greek, and uh, the meaning of that is one inherent one's inherent purpose. It's what a thing is made for. Um, it's an in or a goal, and um, I think my favorite my favorite way to describe what telos is is um, sort of the point of it all. Um, and so we'll be going through the core values for Telos, and this really does serve as our creed and a reminder of why we're here in the first place, waking up hours before the sun rises um, and living our life on tired legs. Um, it's also really our hope that these core values sort of bleed into our everyday life. Um, we definitely believe that this is a way that we strive to live every moment of our lives, and not just as runners, but as people. So, cool. So, another of our core values, and again, we're going through these core values for you all to hopefully inspire you to listen to episode number two and episode number three and episode number four. Um, these core values will be woven into um, sort of the DNA of the podcast as we go through. You can find these core values um, written in pretty short, pithy paragraph on each one of these core values on our website, telosrunning.com, under the core values um, link. So our next core value, I've been repeating over and over and over again so far, which is what does the race require? And I want to talk about that just real quickly because it is um, one of the reasons why this podcast exists in the first place. Um, the experience that Kristen and I have had as coach and athlete working together, uh, Kristen said to me, I think six months ago or maybe nine months ago, your the idea of what the race requires really kind of encapsulates the entire ethos or the entire idea that you have, Steve, because to me, it doesn't really matter what your theory is. What matters is the is the practice. What matters is what happens on race day. And that's not because the end goal is the only goal. Yes, telos is about your purpose and it's about having an ultimate aim, but it's the way that ultimate aim sort of is is continuously lived out, as Kristen stated, day to day. And the way you do that is by saying, what do I need to do to be ready for 26.2 miles over this course on this day? Take 2018's Boston Marathon. There was no way we could get people absolutely ready for what the race required that day. We ended up with an absolute shitstorm 
of weather. We had some of the best athletes in the entire world not make it to the finish line. We had some of the best athletes in the entire world get their asses handed to them out on the course as they basically went through hypothermia and hypothermic conditions to try to get to the finish line. However, what we did in our experience of training and preparing for that race was try to create as many different scenarios that could be played out. And while we did those things with the body, we also worked on them with the mind and the heart, which allowed many of our athletes to get to the finish line, which was the first goal on that day, given the incredibly difficult weather conditions, but also to have race results that people felt proud of. One particular athlete I know of had his absolute PR on that day. He, he, I said to him, there'll be never another opportunity for him to actually have that kind of weather on that kind of a day. And, you know, I think almost anybody would think it would be crazy to think that the 2018 Boston Marathon would be optimal weather conditions. But this athlete spent so much time thinking about what the race required and got himself absolutely ready on that day to produce. And he got it done. He did. Yeah. So that's one of our other, um, one of our other, uh, core values. So Kristen, share with uh, our listeners uh, a third core value that we'll be talking about. So this core value um, is called From Scratch. And the idea of the From Scratch Runner came to us this summer um, while Steve was working on uh, my OTQ macro cycle. Um, and it's really near and dear to my heart. Um, a From Scratch Runner is a runner without a pedigree. Um, we are runners whose parents were not runners. We didn't run in high school or college. Um, our running is our own, it's our own focus, our own commitment, um, and it really wasn't nurtured by anybody. It was something that we've worked really hard for. Um, a from scratch runner has to work twice, sometimes three times as hard as our more talented counterparts. And that's not to say that we're, um, that we're better, uh, not at all, it's just, that sometimes stories of people who have been running since they were young or people whose parents were runners, people who had um, communities around them to make running a focus in their lives, they're not necessarily, they're inspiring, but they're not necessarily relevant to me and my training and to what I'm trying to build myself into. Um, I'm a from scratch runner and when I started running, I got my fat ass out on the road and I had to walk, run a mile at a time um when i sweat i smelled like pinot noir and frito pie uh (laughs) it wasn't it wasn't glamorous um i couldn't breathe because the only cardio i had ever done consisted of hopping on uh what are those ellipticals in a gym for i don't know 30 minutes at a time you know before or after i threw around heavy weights for no real reason, you know? Um, It was just a way to get in shape. And uh, I was wearing these big ass ASIC trainers with air pockets and posts lining the bottom of the shoe. And, you know, I really didn't know what the hell I was doing. But I kept plugging away and I worked my literal ass off. And soon I could run a mile without stopping. And then I could do two and I could do three. and, And I remember the first time that I ran three, I think it was three miles under eight minutes. And I thought, this is it. This is the fastest I'll ever run. And I was, I was so happy. And, and then I decided to run a marathon. And in doing that, I 
because I had never done it before, because no one had ever taught me about running, um, I read every running book I could get my hands on. Um, and I think most from scratch runners are the same. You know, they didn't spend time with coaches who explained different training techniques to them. They just kind of found what they could find, find they found what they could find on the internet um, or at libraries. And that's certainly where I was. Um, I taught myself what pace work was, hill strides, foot drills, the importance of nutrition and recovery. And my Google searches were things like, what's an IT band? And how many miles should I run? And how far is a marathon anyway? Um, so that's how I got started with Google searches and Frito Pie and Pinot Noir. And so I built myself into that runner. And um, then I found Steve and here we are. Here we are. We're at the Tell Us Running podcast. You know, Kristen, I think that the idea of a from, of a from scratch runner um, is really near and dear to my heart because I am one of those people, as I described early on, who had a pedigree, whose dad was a runner and who was encouraged and really given all the opportunities in the world to be um, a really, really good runner. And as I've coached over the years, I found that my experience working with athletes who are pedigreed and who have had these experiences as high school runners and college runners, they, they provide their own special challenges and their own special really meaningful experience of getting them um, to starting lines and getting them to finish lines. But a huge amount of pride is taken from taking athletes who are from a absolute zero and getting them to whatever goal that they happen to have. And to me, a first scratch runner is not about being elite. It's about doing the work. And... Um, Kristen, you're one of the four from scratch runners that I've worked with. Um, there are hundreds of from scratch runners that I have worked with, and I really truly believe that this podcast will be especially engaging and especially exciting for those people who are coming from that perspective. Some of that's because I get so inspired by working with these kinds of athletes, and some of that's because you're one yourself, Kristen, and so you know that experience. But regardless, expect to hear from us a, a steady stream of inspiring ideas and thoughts, specific training techniques and mental training techniques about getting to the point where you can believe. Because I think, Kristen, a lot of that was one of the things that was really challenging for you was believing that you could do it. And that's a really big piece of any experience of getting ready to race is having that experience of believing that you can do it. Um, and that leads me right into the next core value, which is a path with heart. A path with heart basically is um, this concept that I stole from Carlos Castaneda and his experience with Don Juan. It's a, um, a, uh, some books that were written in the 70s that have been much maligned, but I've gleaned from them um, this many different concepts, but one especially is this idea of a path with heart, which is that no matter what you choose, no matter what path you go down, it really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're a carpenter or if you're a brain surgeon. It doesn't matter if you're um, the one of the fastest runners in the world or you're just barely getting off the couch. Anything that's worth doing has to be a path with heart. It has to be something that you feel deep inside your soul. Getting up at the morning, getting up in the morning at 4:30 in the morning to go out and put in 3, 4, 10, 14 miles at a time is not something that you're just going to be able to do because 
it's good for you. Or it's not something you're going to be able to do because you're going to be one of the best in the world at it. I can promise you, my life experience has shown that if it's not a path with heart and it's not something that you absolutely feel resonates deep within you, it's not something that you're going to continue to do for an extended period of time. So at Telos Running, a path with heart is absolutely one of our core values. And we'll be providing with you with many, many different experiences of how running is a path with heart. So those of you who are doing it right now, maybe just because you want to get from point A to point B or because you want to lose some weight, if you're still with us, we promise you, we'll help walk you down that road of becoming the kind of athlete that you want to be. But we'll be using this concept of a path with heart to help you get there. What's our next core value, Kristen? So that kind of goes in perfectly with um, my favorite core value, which is um, being all the way the fuck in. Um, All the way the fuck in came to me uh, after Boston last year, 2018, where I had this epiphany on the start line. I was dreading this race. I hate the cold. I hate being cold. I don't run well. in it I kind of just shut down mentally and physically and um but here I was on the start line of Boston and feeling sorry for myself I don't know why um but then I kind of realized one how lucky I was to be there and also I had this moment where I realized that the second I'm on a start line nothing else exists that I am I'm just a runner and that I'm willing to risk it all to cross the finish line. And I know that sounds extreme and maybe it is. Um, I've been told my whole life that I'm too much and that I take things too seriously. But I think that so often we spend too much time in life on shit that doesn't really matter and too little time on what sets our souls on fire. Um, I crack jokes about, about running and about how seriously I take it, but the truth of the matter is, other than my daughter, running is the absolute love of my life. And I do what I do. It doesn't pay the bills. It doesn't, I'm not the best in the world. I'm not the best in even the city. Um, well, we're in Kyle, so <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I do it because, you know, I wrote down a few weeks ago that. I'm trying to answer with my body the question, what does the race require? And I think that that answer, the answer to that is is everything. And I think that all the way the fuck in falls in line beautifully with that idea that if I'm going to get up and I'm going to run 100 miles a week, if I'm going to rise before the sun, if I'm going to set aside pizza for kale and chicken for something that doesn't pay the bills, that I had better see my purpose fully and clearly and with my entire heart. And, and I do because I think, you know, the people that we're looking for, the people that we're looking to surround ourselves with, the people that we're speaking to on this podcast, we are devoted to transforming our lives through this meditative process of putting one foot in front of the other, of creating that warrior spirit, um, which I think all runners have or aspire to have. Yeah. I think um, all the way the fuck in is kind of intimidating and can be kind of intimidating to people. Um, I hope that 
our listeners who hear Kristen's um, description of it feel from her that um, while it is a rather extreme attitude, it's not an extreme position. Um, I think it's really about finding mastery and it's about asking yourself to try to be the very best you can be. And the only way that we find mastery and the only way that we can actually be the best that we can possibly be is if we are all the way the fuck in. And so if this maybe feels to you that as a listener that this podcast might not be for you because of that, I ask you to give us you know, a couple of episodes so you can actually feel from us what we mean by that. Because it's not about being elite and it's not about running 120 miles a week. It's about finding yourself where you are in your daily journey and it's asking yourself to continue to bring what you can to the table. Whether you run five days a week or three days a week, whether you run seven days a week or you, and you run 120 miles a week, it doesn't really matter. It's having this attitude and this approach that you're all the way the fuck in. Um, and this will lead me right into the next core value. Um, this next core value we call anti-fragile. Um, anti-fragile uh, is a concept that comes from Nassim Nicholas Talib. Some of you who may have listened, who have read the book, um, The Black Black Swan or heard of a black swan event. This is the the political and, and economic thinker who's famous for that. Um, but he has this wonderful idea and this wonderful book that I read called Anti-Fragile. And his basic concept is this. It's that we can prepare for so many things. We can get ourselves as ready as possible for races. We can get ourselves ready as possible for the next day. Um, and that's what it's really, that's what resilience is about. It's about um, being as strong as you can and challenging yourself in such a way to be ready for those things. But anti-fragile is a step above that. It's basically saying that you expect challenge and you encourage challenge, you rise to meet challenge, not so that you'll be more resilient, but so that you'll be absolutely stronger. And so our view is by challenge, we are going to continue to give you challenges and ask you not just to be um, resilient and not just to be tough, but we're gonna ask you to be anti-fragile and to push yourselves to the edge so that you know that that challenge, that work that you did will make you better and not just stay where you are. Each repetition we do in workouts that we'll be describing to you, um, the mental training techniques that we'll be discussing and the inspirational stories we'll be bringing to you, they will almost all have a core of this concept of anti-fragile. So if you're interested in that, I highly recommend you, you seek out that book. Um, there's plenty of different web pages and discussions about the concept of anti-fragile, but it's something that we'll be coming at, we'll be bringing to you consistently. Probably not under that exact auspice or under that exact name, but more along the lines of the kind of energy and ethos about expecting challenge to take you to the next level and encouraging challenge to take you to the next level. So Kristen, that leads us to our final um, core value. And our final core value um, is really a way of summing up this entire podcast. Um, it's the entire podcast that we're doing in this first episode, our, new, our beginning, but also the entire endeavor of having this podcast over the context of the next weeks and months and years if you as our listeners will come on that journey with us. Um, and this really is near and dear to my heart. It's basically this idea and this concept that running is magic. 
Um, and when we talk about running as magic, it's a lot more, um, it's not about the idea of uh, pulling a rabbit out of a hat. It's not the idea of making illusion to create um, an experience. It's really about those moments and those experiences that we have that sort of makes us feel more, that makes us feel transcendent, or maybe just makes us feel more alive. It doesn't have to be so big as being transcendent. There's something about the experience of running by itself that is like absolutely core to us as a human species. And in a lot of ways, to me, it's like the secret power of the universe. When we're out running, we're tapping into who we are evolutionarily, we're tapping into who we are in our own individual one-on-one -on -one experience with ourself, with our environment, with the weather that's out there that day. And we're also having this experience of moving beyond who we are and having this strange physiological experience of putting one foot in front of the other, of moving through space that just makes us more and makes us better. Um, in a lot of ways, uh, it asks us to, divide, to, defy to defy convention, to defy our own internal limits, and to push beyond that. And this concept of running as magic sort of is a, it's sort of baked into the entire DNA of this um, podcast and of the entire experience that we're going to be asking you to go on with us. So I kind of want to end that with a quote by the great composer Beethoven. He said, don't only practice your art, but force your way into its secrets. For it and knowledge can raise men to the divine. So in that sense, we're saying running is not just a physical process. It's an art form. Um, and it's got secrets. And we're going to be spending the, our experience in this podcast sort of peeling back the different layers of us as our, our experiences as, as an athlete our experience as a coach, our experience as runners in this world, to sort of answer these questions and to sort of try to find the secrets of what running is itself and who we are in our own experience. But, and that experience of kind of pulling back the layers and trying to find this secret gives us a knowledge of who we are and it raises us to being something better. It raises us to being something closer to what might be God. Now, of course, Beethoven was speaking at a time where what it meant to be divine was different from what we talk about of what it means to be divine. But I do believe that we all have inside each of us a spark of what is makes a God and each and every one of us are little gods. Again, I sometimes have a tendency to get a little metaphysical yeah, and weird. Yeah, you got a little woo-woo there and I think I mean, you know me, I eat that up, but I think also to kind of take it back down to the less hippity-dippity is that <laughs> also, you know, certainly for me and a lot of people that I run with, um, running is a way to, running is magic in that it showed me my strength. Um, I feel like I didn't really see that as a woman, as a human, really until... I started running and I and I thank whomever every day that that running showed that um, to me and I guess really I showed it to myself <laughs> mind blown um, but but in a in a less Steve slash woo woo way uh, running is magic could be 
running showing you how great and how strong you can be, um, not only as a runner, but as a person in general? Well, y'all, that's, um, it's been 40 minutes and uh, we're going to try to keep this podcast somewhere in that 30 to 45 minute range. Um, I think Kristen will be the key person in making sure that we stay in those bounds because I could basically talk about these concepts for an hour and a half to two hours. I'll just kick you. Good. Well, here we go. Um, I hope, I hope, we both hope that this was um, something that resonated with you and that these core concepts um, are ones that you can get behind and the ones that you can um, believe me, they're going to continue to keep coming around. And those that you can't stick with us, I think we'll challenge you a little bit and make you see that there's a whole lot more to this sport than might meet the eye. And if you're here with us 40 minutes into this podcast, you probably agree. But just to reiterate, the mission of this entire podcast is to train the body and the mind and the heart for what the race requires. If you'd like to find out more about us, you can find out um, more information on our website, which is www.telosrunning.com. You can reach me specifically at sisson at telosrunning.com. Share with us what you thought of this initial episode. Um, share with us your concerns, your um, excitement, um, your questions. And please, if you like this, then listen to us next week. If we get you coming back week after week, then maybe you can Make a post about how much you enjoy this podcast and we'll continue doing it. So again, we're coming at you from Austin, Texas on the very first day of the year 2019. Happy New Year to each and every one of you. We wish you the best, but believe me, we're going to keep coming at you and challenging you and asking you to be your best.